my name is Soraya. And I'm Yasmin, and this is the Soz Not Soz Pod. We're two unapologetic sisters dismantling mental health stigma, one conversation at a time. Ooh. Hi, Yazzie. Hi. How you going? How you going? I'm good. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm good too. <laughs> How do we, it's like three seconds in and we've already fucked up. <laughs> yeah, and you're like, it's funny because, you know, we have been speaking for like last hour now and we just started recording and yeah, got confused. But anyway, it doesn't really matter. We're here. That's right. We're here and it's happening. It's going. So first of all, I just want to say thank you to everyone who has listened to our first episode. Um, Very exciting. Appreciate you. Love you and appreciate you. And I have (laughs) loved all the responses that I've gotten from it. It's really, um, really amazing to hear people have sort of resonated with the podcast um and yeah it's kind of really nice to hear that you know being honest about it has kind of helped a little bit of the healing the healing process well for me actually I don't know about you Yazzie but yeah I mean it's definitely helped my process I think there's definitely something with this podcast that it provides a safe space that I wish that I had had when I was really going through it. Like, yeah, I mean, I still got anxiety, like I'm still Mm. going through it, but I'm this, like, this is creating a safe space that I wish that I would have had a long time ago. And I think a lot of the things that, um, a lot of the responses I've had from people has been along those lines. Like, thank you for being honest. Thank you for, you know, allowing me to be honest. Um, and, that's awesome. That's all we wanted from this. So um, we've had, we've got 50 followers. We've had 50 followers in a week, which is Whoa. very exciting to our Instagram page. Um, mm. At the time of recording, um, 34 people have listened to our podcast. We know it's a long one. So we really appreciate the people who have put the time in to listen to us. Um, that's awesome. And we hope that, you know, as time goes along, you find yourself you know, feeling safer in what you're going through with us. Feel that you can be safe with us in that sense. Yeah, but we did take some feedback from the last one and, you know, we did realise our last one was pretty long. So pretty much what we decided to do was split the topics. So they're going to be still every week release, um, but we're going to split the topic into two parts just to make it a lot more easier um, to listen to. So it's just not such a long haul of an episode. So yeah. It's going to be a wanna... challenge because yeah. we can talk a lot. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you know, we're Spanish, so that makes sense. Anyway, um, Yasmin, if you want to introduce our topic for today. So our topic for uh, today is COVID anxiety. Um, you know, COVID-19 is something that is inescapable at the moment um, in you know, various contexts. So we thought we'd sort of uh, just focus on this from the get-go. Um, Soraya, do you want to explain a little bit about what we're going to go into today regarding to COVID anxiety? Well, the first part that we're going to talk about today is uh, people dealing with isolation um, mm-hmm. as well as guilt and also sort of the other end of the spectrum of actually sort of thriving and I know that that, which is a very rare case in these times but people are sort of thriving in the situation that we're in at the moment so yeah uh, yeah first up we're going to talk about isolation 
and mm. why we think isolation is such a big problem and causes anxiety during this time. And the main yeah. reason is lockdowns. We're in Victoria, mm. in Australia, and currently Melbourne is in stage four lockdowns where we are, we're in, because we're in a rural area, we're in stage three. So we still have some form of uh, lockdown, but not as much as Melbourne. Yeah, and the other one sounds really intense. Really intense. And they've already dealt yeah. with stage three, which what we're on now. And stage three does involve that you're not allowed to go to other people's houses, which is pretty, pretty hard. Um, mm. I just, you know, want to come and see you and mum and dad, and I can't do that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah. And I, I, my theory is, is that, you know, humans are biologically wired to live in groups as a survival instinct. That's, that's a well-known known fact. Um, you know, even introverts want to belong to a group. Like I'm an introvert, but the way that mm. I belong to a group is through like forums or like on the internet and stuff like that. Not so much seeing yeah. people in person. I'm better on the phone or on messenger than I am in person socially. Yeah. Yeah, as extroverts, which I think these lockdowns are going to be super hard for because yeah. they need to be constantly <laughs> around people and because they can't be, they're feeling mm. super isolated at the moment. Yeah, definitely. I'm an extrovert and I've really been feeling it from the get-go. Like at first, because I've been working from home for five months. Yeah. Um, and at first I was kind of like, it was summer, you know, I was at home. I didn't have to wear pants, you know, had the, all the windows open, feeling that summer breeze. I was like, yeah, work from home can like get it. And now it's five months later. And I'm like, I, I desperately <laughs> want to see my friends. <laughs> like, but you, but you're like, also someone that like goes out like a lot too. I'm not. Yeah, like, I was to like me. never home. Yeah. So <laughs> the lockdowns don't really affect me so much. Like mm. I work in retail. I would prefer to be <laughs> be at home yeah. right now. <laughs> um, yeah. But yeah, there's, you know, a lot of people out there that, you know, lockdown is really, really hard. And the problem is that isolation takes that, takes that away of like belonging to a group or connecting with people. Um, and because yeah. our primary drive is to connect and belong it causes, I'm feeling that it's causing people who otherwise may have never experienced mental health issues actually mm -hmm. start experiencing it, which for yeah. someone who's lived with mental health issues through for at least probably nearly 20 years, yeah, it's already scary enough dealing with that. But I could not imagine someone who's never experiencing that before finally experiencing it and the stigma mm. around mental health issues would make it super hard to seek help. Oh, for sure. And especially like we've got this inherent uh, uh, need to sort of invalidate our own feelings. Like, mm. oh, you know, well, I'm not hooked up to a ventilator, so I have nothing to complain about, but you could be experiencing anxiety that you've never felt before or anxiety and depression that you've already been feeling could have been exacerbated by yeah. um you know being in lockdown like we put up these questions on our stories to sort of open up the conversation to our audience and one of the things that really resonated with me is one of our audience members said that she's now having daily panic attacks Ooh. because of the fact that she was already dealing with anxiety but now you know having to be stuck at home all the time probably away from her support people 
um, or, you know, her support activities, which has happened to a lot of us, um, yeah, has really allowed the anxiety to set in a lot more than it would have. And I mean, look, like, you know, it's that age-old thing of, like, cabin fever, right? Like, yeah. We've seen, you know, it, it, it's something that's come up often, like, oh, I spent all weekend inside and I felt a bit like I was getting cabin fever. And that's one weekend, you know. It's been for, for Melbourne, because I started working from home the second that Victoria went into the first state of emergency. Yeah. Um, I, was at, I was at home the next day that it was announced. So it's been a full five months where, you know, Victoria's been dealing with this pandemic. Yeah. It makes sense that a lot of people out there who may not have experienced anxiety at first or may not have noticed that they had anxiety are now put in a position where they have, you know, more time to focus on their thoughts and it's providing a situation for overthinking and, you know, feeling restless, feeling like you can't do the activities that would make you feel relaxed and happy having those things taken away from you would put you in cabin fever overload. Yeah. And like, so for example, how I see it is like Julian, my partner, he's been the same too, working from home this entire time. And I've noticed like a degree of his mental health going down and down. There's other factors that have happened um, during this time. Like people who, who were close to him have passed away. He's had like, three deaths in the last like five months and then this on top of it um and he is an extrovert so it's been really difficult with him because he can't connect people with how he usually is is able to and do all his other stuff and the problem is like isolation it causes fear it causes stress anxiety and depression Um, And as our survival instinct of connecting and belonging to a group is taken away, it can make an already scary situation such as COVID, which is super scary at the moment. And I can't understand why people don't think it's a thing. Um, (laughs) It makes this whole situation feel more catastrophic. Like I know, for example, like with Julian, he's Mm. on ABC like every single day when like Dan Andrews is having his press conference. Like he's on it every single day. He's on the news every single day, like for an hour or two, because Mm -hmm. he needs to know how things are, how things are going. But I think at the same time too, it's exacerbating the fear and the situation. Definitely. I think like this is a time frame where we are having to confront difficult things. I think for a lot of people, like, I don't know about you, but I would talk to people a lot and I'd be like, oh, you know, talking about things that had happened in the news. And I feel like a lot of the time the response was, I don't really watch the news. It's too negative. Mm. Like it makes me feel like shit. And it's like, okay, you know, whatever, whatever works. Right. But now, because I think this is something that affects us directly. Like we can't ignore it. Yeah. We can't ignore it. So we have to watch the news. We have to be informed because if we're not informed, we don't know what's going on with our own lives, but watching it and being and having that information presented to us makes you feel like crap. 
but I think also as well, there's nothing else to really talk about because people aren't going out and experiencing things or like, you know, going out and seeing things like going to museums and stuff like that. And it's all well and good for like museums to have set up, which I think is a really great idea, like virtual tours and stuff, but it's not the same as going to like, because usually like, yeah, a virtual tour is great. But a lot of time when people go to exhi- they go to exhibitions that are like a one-off thing, and since they're all closed down and cancelled now, you can't really see them. There's no, there's no, yeah, exactly. there's no talking points or things. You can't go to the movies, you can't go to theatre. Yeah. Yes, you can yeah. watch Netflix, but Netflix aren't producing as much as what they usually do or putting out because yeah. they know in about a couple months' time they're going to have nothing to release. Yeah, because they haven't well, shot anything. Yeah. And I think as well with that, it's not just the fact that you can't leave your house to do those activities. Like, yes, you can facilitate them at home, which is awesome. But it's also that, you know, you would go to certain museums or certain exhibits with a certain person. And that would be your engagement with that one particular person. Or you would go to the movies to see a certain movie with a certain person. Like, you know, say, for example, I like a couple of years, was it a couple of years ago? I don't know, whatever. When I wanted to go see a tattoo exhibit and the only person I knew I could go with was you. Mm. It was so much more enjoyable sharing that experience with you than had I gone by myself. Whereas now, what am I going to do? Send you, copy, paste the link to you and be like, have a look, have a squeeze. Like it's not the same. Yeah. And I was watching like the, um, the mix on ABC and one of the hosts was like talking about how, you know, at the start it was kind of fun because it was like the novelty of like doing the zoom dance parties and all this sort of stuff. And he's like, but now it's been like five to six months and he was based in Melbourne and he's just like, and now the novelty is gone and this is not fun anymore. Like this is actually exhausting. Yeah. Yeah. It's so exhausting. Like scheduling in with your friends being like, okay, when, when are you available to make me feel a little bit of a normalcy in my life? It, it, it's exhausting navigating different people. And I think to the point now, like everyone's just a bit flat. Yeah. Um, and they sort of just like, you know what? I sort of don't care. I yeah. just sort of don't want to get involved with a zoom dance. Like, do I feel like dancing? No. Yeah. Am I going to probably in my own free time, but I'm not going to force myself to because of a zoom meeting, like things like that. It's just become the norm that we spend so much time on our computers that probably when you're having a bit of downtime, the last thing you want to do is be on your computer. Yeah. I th- I think also as well, like I, I sometimes get from people too, because I work in retail. So I'm still like, I'm not in the stage four lockdown area. So I don't, we're not shut down, but yeah. I get the whole thing of like, well, at least you get to go out and interact with people. And I'm just like, dude, that's super stressful. Like I'm stressed yeah. all the time going to work because I've ha- experienced people doing the wrong thing coming in not wearing masks when they're meant to you know people who work in like are from melbourne who work in geelong coming in to shop after they finish work when they're meant to go back home and they're from hotspot areas like i feel super unsafe too and i understand like i i and i and i feel guilty in saying this but sometimes i feel i you know, I would love to be staying home right now because the fear of going yeah. to work every day and dealing with people is super, super scary yeah. because you don't know if someone's got COVID because some people are asymptomatic and that's what makes it scary. Exactly. exactly. And, you know, I think it's definitely one of those situations where we're invalidating or we're looking at the, the other side of the fence and, and 
being envious of other people's experiences. Like the grass is always green on the other side, right? Yeah. So, oh, I've been working from home for five months, but you get to go out and you like, how dare you complain? Like, no, that's not it at all. Yeah. Like we were saying beforehand, like our dad works in stage four. Like he drives from where we are mm. to Melbourne hotspots every day. And for him, that is a absolutely, an absolutely stressful experience because not only does is he stressed about himself, like he is going into hotspots, he is so terrified of catching something and then bringing it home because he's yeah. worried for himself, but he's also worried of the position he's putting us in. Yeah, because in the end, like dad has always been the type of person who's just like, he cares more about us than what he does him, himself. He always looks out for us more than what he does himself. So he gets Absolutely. more, and he gets more scared about hurting us than, you know, him yeah. being, being hurt. And yeah, that's the thing, like this, like COVID, the anxiety that it's causing and it, and it, like, that's the thing it's from all, all different areas of the spectrum, the people who are in lockdown and the people who yeah. are forced to like, well, not forced or, but like, you know, that have to still go to work and deal like interact yeah. with people. I could not yeah. imagine. And I wish like we had knew someone that worked as, you know, in healthcare but I cannot imagine anyone working in healthcare at the moment, how scary and anxious they must be at the moment because definitely because that, like I saw like a post um, yesterday about this like girl who, you know, her and her mum were working in the same hospital, but she was in the COVID section and her mum was, you know, in like another area and they, there's like a foot of glass between the non COVID and the, yeah, covid area and she the daughter nearly started crying because she wasn't too worried she's like oh you know it's another day on the job and it didn't sink in for her until she saw her mum and how worried her mum was yeah definitely and then I mean, she I don't got know, upset like, yeah for sure i mean i don't know about you i actually do know people in healthcare oh okay well, um, yeah yeah um so i a friend of mine she's a nurse um, she's currently moving from a nursing, like a casual nursing job to a job at the blood bank. Yeah. Um, and so she's in this two week period that because she's casual, mm. she's been turning down shifts because of the fact that there's so many staff infections. Yeah. So she's actually in a position where she knows that in two weeks time or a week now, she'll be getting shifts. She'll be getting, you know, an income. So she's turning down the shifts now because she knows that she can afford to not take the risk to go into work yeah. because she works. I think she works at the Alfred at the moment. Mm. And there are so many staff infections that the whole idea of going into work, she's like, it's just not worth it. Yeah. Which would suck because obviously this is your job to go in to help people. But at the same time, it's like, what am I going to be spreading around? Yeah. Like I could do more harm than good. So Definitely there's a little stress there. And then I have a friend who's in Madrid at the moment who works, he's working like in COVID wards. Yeah. And there's just not, it's, it's not just frustration, you know, with the fact that um, governments aren't doing as much as they can, but, you know, there's a frustration with PPE, lack of PPE for medical practitioners. Um, and also the fact that people aren't doing the right thing and they're having to risk their lives every day just mm. because there are people out there that, don't feel like wearing a mask or want to hug their mate, things like 
little things that you could go with which makes that me could make everyone's life oh, so much which easier. makes me so fucking mad like just wear a fucking mask like i've seen these dickheads in like america who are like we're gonna wear like to get past the no mask like the mask rule that we have to wear we're gonna wear crochet masks we're gonna wear mesh masks i'm like fuck it you're halfway there just wear the fucking yeah. thing like you're yeah. a fucking some, idiot. <laughs> um, some people are so determined to live in their own reality. Yeah. It's unreal. Yeah. And I think like, there's so think, many facts out there that show that COVID is a real thing to be scared of. And some people are like, well, I read this one particular article on Facebook that says otherwise. So that's the one I'm going to go oh, with. I've seen so many of those and I'm like, I just like delete person or mute the person because yeah. I can't delete yeah. them because of cause issues, but like yeah. just mute the person. But the thing is that yeah. <clears throat> like, you know, and I, I couldn't imagine, like, I think we'll touch this more upon the second part of the podcast in terms of like disenfranchised grief, um, but yeah. people who have lost their jobs, like the anxiety that must cause at the moment as well. Oh, but we'll touch more on that on the next part. Yeah. But the other thing I have found as well, that there's some of the responses that we got in our Instagram question time, time question time was yeah. that people have actually thrived because they've been able to slow down and yeah, sometimes that's like not the case for everyone, but people have been able to actually slow their life down and focus on themselves and actually deal with some of the issues that they've had, or they've been able to, you know, spend more time with their family, which is something that they would not experience because we live in this fast paced lifestyle where we have to be constantly working. Like, I don't know in Spain, it's, like I remember in Spain, it's like the whole concept is, you know, you work to live, but here in Australia, it's very much, you live to, you work. Live to work. And yeah. to me, and, and, and that's a very Americanized sort of ideal because that's, that's also mm. an, an American thing as well that you work to live. Capitalism at its finest. Capitalism at its finest. Woo. Um, but the thing is the that grind culture. You know, maybe, you gotta push yourself, you gotta push yeah. yourself into the ground. Yeah, to you work. got you gotta be the millionaire, you know, you gotta be you gotta have the nice car, the nice house, the nice everything. And it's yeah. just like but does And that, don't you dare spend sorry? Yeah, but does that make you happy? You have shitty relationships because yeah. you never actually yeah. make any fo- like meaningful connections. And I think yeah. I think what I think this is one of the reasons that people are getting anxious and probably depressed mm. is because mm. they've had to slow down, right? This fast-paced lifestyle is not conducive to happiness yeah because like I said before humans are biologically wired to live in groups and they're biologically wired to make connections with other people yeah in a fast-paced lifestyle you have you don't do that you don't make meaningful conversations with people like uh, connections with people so if you think about it right now that mm. people have completely slowed down, mm-hmm. they're not they're not like going to work and all that sort of stuff. They slowed down and they're going, oh my god! Like, pretty much work was my entire life, or two, yeah. and I have no connections. I have, you know, I can't connect with someone without having a bloody drink in my hand. Like, yeah, yeah, I definitely think as well with the fast paced culture it sort of, it allows us to sweep a lot of things under the rug. 
Mm. For sure. Like we've got this sort of mentality and this comes in with stigma as well, where like you may have experienced a trauma, but life doesn't stop for you. So you got to keep grinding, honey. You keep getting at life. And it's like, okay, well, I'll keep grinding and I'll keep pushing myself and I will push myself to that, you know, career success because it's always a career success and, and, that and we're and working towards, and right? And it's the survival of the fittest. It's like, you yeah. know, you're a loser if you don't have all this stuff. And it's just like, well, what? But, you know, the things that every, – everything has a cost. Nothing yeah. in life doesn't have a cost. So yep. you focusing all your time on work and everything has is going to cause you to disconnect with people. You always hear those stories Absolutely. or like you see the movies of the rich dude who's like worth like billions of dollars and has none friends. <laughs> no friends and his kids no hate partner. him. And, he, and his kids, kids hate him. him. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because has he has a beautiful present. house overlooking yeah. a cliff face or whatever yeah. but you know his kids hate him. Why? Because he probably has all this unresolved trauma that he's pushed, you know, pushed beyond. He's worked and worked and worked nine till five, nine till mm. 10, nine till whatever, you know, pushed himself through or herself, whatever. Um, you know, just to like, you know, get rid of this analogy. The, the, the fact of the matter is I think we push ourselves so much towards a good career that we do not acknowledge the shit that's happening in our real life. Yeah. And this fast paced culture, this career focused culture allows us to do that. I think that there's a lot of people out there that will have experienced a trauma in their life that has severely affected their relationships, whether it's friendships, relationships with parents, relationships with like in romantically, that they're not able to heal from because they're just like, fuck it. You know what? That's fine. I don't need to worry about this person. Fuck them. I'm going to get, get at my career. I'm going to get at the life that I want. And it doesn't allow them to acknowledge and heal. But yeah. And that's the thing is because they just completely distracted themselves. Exactly. And I think now exactly. that distraction has been taken away. Mm-hmm. So people they're are having to they're faced with their bloody demons <laughs> like yeah and and yeah. I feel so bad for those people because they haven't they haven't been because they've um repressed all this stuff down they mm-hmm. haven't been given the tools to cope with this shit absolutely and, and because so they freak of the out. yeah and because of the stigma around mental health they also mm-hmm. are the type of people that don't seek help and I yeah. think that's why at the moment like all the healthcare um officials uh government officials and all that have been like enforcing like if you feel like you need help please call like for australia's lifeline or beyond blue like call call these people to talk about this stuff with because Because people are experiencing things or dealing with things they've never had to before and i think and i think that's honestly an amazing thing that from a government level Mm-hmm. mental health is really, really being pushed at the moment because yeah. it's kind of normalizing the fact that, you know, depression is a thing and it is a thing yeah. that we experience and it's normal. Especially it's not okay. Time it's like not this. okay. Yeah. And it's not okay that this happens, but it does happen. Mm-hmm. And there's a, and there are people that you can talk to in order to talk this stuff through. And some people yeah. will find that, there it's like it's literally this situation and once everything goes back to normal whatever that is after all this 
the new normal. <laughs> yeah, um, after this, that they will, you know, be okay. But I'm also yeah. finding out on the other end of the, the spectrum too, that like with this whole fast-paced lifestyle, people are feeling guilty for not being as productive as others. Like, I didn't oh, take, yeah. I haven't taken up bacon. I haven't done this. I haven't done that. And I, actually, I haven't gotten fit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I've had, you know, a friend of mine who was just like, and she's gone through other stuff too, besides um, this whole COVID thing, but she's just like, I'm not motivated at the moment to do anything. And you know, you've been creating, okay. you've been creating so much. And I'm just like, to her, it's okay for you not to be like that. And, and that's a thing. That's the problem with social media too, is that, mm we're constantly comparing ourselves to people that we see these people like, I just took up bacon. Oh, I'm going to get fit. I've just lost like 15 kilos. And like, that's good for you. I'm just going to sit here and eat my bag of chips and watch fucking Netflix <laughs> because I can. And this is how I'm going to cope. And that is yeah. perfectly fine. Everyone copes in different ways and you well, never know. It. And you never know those people who are baking they probably already baked on the weekends when they weren't at work and now they're just baking more. Or it could be on the other side of things where the people that you're seeing, you actually don't know very well. You may not actually know that they have so much time on their hands to do these things because maybe they've lost work. They've lost work. And on top of that self, uh, on top of that too, they're trying to distract themselves. Is that whole distraction yeah, thing again? And yeah. people should not feel guilty for not being motivated during this time. This is this is not a time to be motivated. I'm, this I'm, isn't a holiday. I'm, yeah, I'm happy for people who are motivated to to do things and stuff. Yeah, and good they, on them. You know, good on them. Like, good on you for, like, finding something. But some people, like, baking's not their interest. Oh, man. Like, this, I have said for the past, I reckon it's been about a month now. I was yeah. like, I've started a TikTok account. Yeah. I've got a food blog. I'm going to make fun TikToks mm. about like fun recipes. How many do you think I've made? You've done none. I've made one. <laughs> oh, you made one. Okay. <laughs> no, no, no. Sorry. I should explain. I've filmed myself once. I yeah. have not edited it and I have not posted it. And what yeah. did I make? Rice pudding. What happened in the first 30 seconds of me filming? The bottle of milk exploded in my face. Okay. <laughs> like these are just things that are going to happen. You're going to... I mean, I think it's awesome. Like people are probably like, yes, I should do this. Yes, I should do that. Like I should make 16 banana breads. I should take up yoga. I should do boot camp from home. Like mm. that's awesome. It's awesome if you have those motivations like at 5 p.m. on a Friday and then come 6 a.m. Saturday when your alarm goes off, you go, fuck it, I'm not going to do it. That's yeah. awesome too. You know what? You have to, I think we're so used to pushing ourselves to doing the things that we think we should be doing mm. that now that we have the time on our hands, possibly have the time on our hands to really tune in to what we want to do. It's like, I kind of don't really want to do that. Oh dude. Like if I was able to stay home, oh, fuck. I ain't getting fit. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't care. I don't care to exercise. So what the hell I'm going to do that for? I'll probably, yeah. do a, I'll probably do a lot more art because there's a lot of art that I want to do at the moment. But that's just because yeah. I have the ideas for that. But if I didn't have the ideas, I wouldn't do any art, one. Yeah. And secondly, I'd probably just be watching Netflix and movies all day. And I'm like, I don't really care. Like, Honestly, that's fine. Do whatever you need to do in order to cope through this time. Absolutely. And, I mean, like, yeah. And don't you know, it, it's, 
Absolutely not. And like, it's awesome if you're able to um, spend extra time with your family and you really enjoy that and you're getting to go for walks together. That's sick, man. Like enjoy that time. And I feel like if you're motivated to do that and you want to, and it makes you happy, absolutely. But if you're at home with your family and you don't feel motivated to go out for walks and do fun things together, you kind of just want to be, you know, chill and relax and maybe binge Netflix with your kids or whatever. Like that's totally fine too. Mm. Just because, you know, you see, like in particular, I think for parents, I think parents from home would be really struggling at the moment because not only are they probably working from home, but, you know, they're home, they're doing home learning with their kids and, Mm. you know, their kids need to be entertained, but they might not want to do the things that their kids want to do and stuff like that. And there's no one you can sort of be like, Hey, babysit my kid for a day. Cool. You want to go to the movies with my kid? Sure. I think they might be really struggling. And I think for them, you know, it's, it's really important for them to accept that they're not going to be able to do all these fun activities. It'll be super hard. I think they would really, really struggle. I wouldn't even know where to begin with that sort of, well, and kids have so much energy. Like you have to keep them entertained. Like it's, and that's sort of a difficult thing to to do, especially like parents who probably like who live in like units or like apartments and all that. They can't yeah. go and take their kid to you know the um the park or to yeah. like that. That will be really really hard. So that's yeah, like, you know sure. another form of where like anxiety can happen too. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. It's and I just... think that's also another thing that like there's probably a lot of parents on Instagram that are like, I'm baking with my kids. What are you doing? It's like, I don't feel like doing anything, my dude. Like I'm exhausted. I that's totally fine. I think, you know, something that I read in terms of um anxiety associated to COVID mm. was that because we're constantly I mean, this is for some people probably the first time they've experienced any kind of anxiety. I think those who have experienced it beforehand are sort of used to the motions of the constant adrenaline you get in waiting for the worst to happen. Yeah. Um, and that is exhausting. It absolutely drains the energy out of you constantly anticipating the worst or the best or whatever that, that, that adrenaline you get from anticipation of whatever it is absolutely drains the life out of you. It makes you exhausted. And I think that that's one of the things that we have to accept is that we're allowed to be tired right now. We're allowed Mm. to be sad. We're allowed to feel like we're in a funk. I mean, obviously we don't want to sit in that funk, but we have to at least forgive ourselves and allow us the time to rest because just because there are like 17 influencers on your Instagram reel, making banana bread and making masks. And it's like, that's awesome. That you have yeah. the time and energy to do that, but I don't have to. Yeah, and on top, like, and I think also like people should stop comp- like because I've seen like some people who are like, well, you know, look at this person; they've lost like twenty kilos, and I've gained twenty kilos being in ISO, and it's just like, but cool. you're doing the things to like cope. Like, don't feel bad ab- about that. And I think like, and I think it comes to like another thing: we need to stop comparing ourselves to other people and their situation. Absolutely. Like some of the people that I've seen that lost all that weight have either usually a partner who's a personal trainer. PT, yeah. Or they are themselves personal, personal trainers. Trainer. <laughs> yeah. 
or it could be someone that, you know, is really into fitness yeah. and has always said to themselves, God, I wish I had more time on my hands to really dedicate myself to this. And now they're like, I have that time on my hands and now I can do the thing that really makes yeah. me happy. Because honestly, but, right, my whole mm. thing with like um, physical activity has mm. been I have to play a sport. Yeah. I cannot go to the gym. The idea of yeah. the gym makes me ill because it's so <laughs> freaking boring. It's just not stimulating <laughs> for me to run on a freaking yeah. treadmill or do yoga or any of that. Like I need to have yeah, that. I had need to have like sort of like, especially like with sport, it's like that problem solving skill as well. Mm. So that like, stimulates. you know, yeah, I used to play basketball yeah. and I used to play tennis and I used to play like, um, or I used to do martial arts and all that sort of yeah. stuff requires you to f- problem solve to try and beat the other person. <laughs> yeah. So like and that it's competitive com- as well. It's competitive. Yeah. Um, and people like used to go to be, uh, just compete with yourself. And I'm just like, no, <laughs> I don't compete with myself. I need to beat people. <laughs> yeah. I need to drill them into the ground and destroy them. <laughs> yeah. Whereas I'm the type of person. I'm not a bad, I'm not a, I'm not a bad winner. Like I'm, and I'm not a, uh, sometimes I'm a bad loser, but that's more, I'm frustrated at myself than so much the, uh, the other way around. I've seen you play board games, Soraya. I know you. but I'm always the one who's like I don't like I just don't like especially in terms of like fitness and in terms of sport like when we used to play because I don't vibe netball I like I I just can't play it like Mm. like you said like we grew up playing like I didn't play in a team but we grew up playing basketball together because you would practice and I would be like hey let's play basketball like I had no Mm. idea what I was doing um so for me the whole concept of netball is unnatural and so I would remember like being in high school and being like running with the ball and the girls would be like, so competitive, like you can't do that. And so I would just turn off. Like it didn't like, it didn't awaken anything in me. I'm yeah. the type of person that can compete with myself, mm. but at the same time, working out from home is bloody boring. Like I have to put Netflix on or something to work yeah. out too. Because and, otherwise, and that's, a, and that's the thing. Game. It's not for everyone. Not everyone has to work out. No one has to get that rock hard like bod they don't have to like bake they don't have to do any of this stuff like you don't need to feel guilty for not doing any of these things just do the things that make you you happy yeah and like the thing that I've always learned like by going to therapy and stuff it's like when you're feeling depressed or anxious do things like either self-care or things that you enjoy doing so like for me it's like doing my art or watching Mm. a movie or reading a book like um you know, having, having like that guilty pleasure food and not feel guilty about it afterwards. And like, go, I'm a fat bitch. Like just, (laughs) you know, just do things without, you know, just do the Mm. things that make you feel good. I think sometimes you have to think to yourself at the end of the day, what is actually going to make you happy and why, and why is it going to make you happy? So you know, a few few years ago, if this happened a few years ago, I would definitely be one of the types of people who'd be like, I have to lose weight. I have to lose weight because if I don't come out of this having lost weight, then what have I used all this time for? Because yeah. for me, I was so self-conscious about how other people saw me mm. that I focus, I would try and focus all my energy in trying to lose weight, right? And so 
I definitely think that at the end of the day, particularly with this pandemic, you have to think of your motivations behind the things that are making you happy. Yeah. You know, like say for example, today, like I'm someone who tries to keep as active as possible. Like I like doing things. I like keeping busy. Hmm. Um, but like in the lead up to us starting to record, I was feeling really anxious. Yeah. And so what I did was for like the 45 minutes before we started recording, I literally just lay on my bed Mm. in pure silence and just looked at the ceiling and just focused on my breathing. Yeah. Because what, I mean, what I really should have done was done more research for today. Right. Yeah. But you know what, whatever, it doesn't matter. (laughs) But like, you know, I had, I had done enough. Look, I've done enough. We're not psychologists. We don't need to know everything. It's (laughs) fine. We're not professionals. (laughs) I know. But like at the same time, like to me, this podcast is really important. And so yeah. if I had pushed myself through that space of anxiety, as opposed to focusing on myself and trying to calm myself down, if I pushed myself through, I wouldn't have been able to show up in a way that I would have been proud of for our recording. Yeah. And honestly, and so I like- think you have to first focus on your motivations. Like, mm. you know, will eating this particular food make me feel like crap? Yes. Why? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. As for me, it's just like, take all the naps. Yeah, hell yeah. Take all the naps. I think the takeaway from this particular episode is going to have to be, you know, you're allowed to feel like crap right now. Mm. It is totally normal that you feel crap right now. If you're experiencing anxiety for the first time, we really feel for you. And there are people out there that will be able to help you and you're not alone. And also eat whatever the hell you want, do whatever the hell you want to do. So long as you're not hurting nobody, what's the go? And wear a mask. Wear a goddamn mask. Mic drop. (laughs) Mic drop. Wear a mask. Sick of it. And I think like a good, good thing is, you know, take care of yourself, you know? And, you know, take care of yourself, take care of yourself in a way that is actually going to make you feel good. Mm. You know, don't focus on what other people are doing or what you think you should be doing or what is going to make other people happy. I mean, obviously, again, you don't want to be doing anything that's going to hurt anyone. Yeah, obviously. Yeah. Don't want to be forsaking your own happiness just for what other people will think. But yeah. So uh, what are you going to do for self-care this week, Yazzie? Um, well, you know, that thing that I said I would do last time that I obviously didn't do <laughs> oh, the aerobics Yeah, whatever doesn't matter. You don't need I to just, do that. <laughs> I just didn't have the energy this week. I was so overwhelmed. I've had so much on, um, dude, this look, week went all... so fast. Like, I'm just like, what the hell It's already Tuesday again? I don't understand. I actually don't. Oh God. Um, I mean, Friday. Cause this comes out on Friday. It's already Friday again. <laughs> It's Tuesday, okay? Breaking the fourth wall. Breaking the fourth wall. (laughs) (laughs) Happy Friday. Three days time. (laughs) (sighs) Caught out, caught out. Um, Yeah, no, this week I definitely, I've definitely entered a new dynamic. So last week we started this podcast. I started uni. Like I really thought I could, you know, be my, you know, I have all the time on my hands to do aerobics like John Travolta, my hero. Um, no, I do not have that time anymore. So my self-care activity for this week is to actually do my uni work because I just found out that I am now two units behind because I didn't read the calendar properly. <laughs> Uh-oh. Uh-oh. So my self-care activity is to set aside 
two hours each day this week to do some of my work Mm. because if I pretend it doesn't exist by doing aerobic stuff and fun cool things I'm gonna feel like trash yeah also I'll probably fail Mm. you know double whammy negatives that's okay so that's what I'm gonna focus on and I'll make me feel better because I'm an overachiever (laughs) (laughs) what about you Oh, dude, I already said it. Naps. I'm going to have a nap tomorrow. I didn't have one today. I usually have one like on my Tuesday off, but yeah, no, I didn't have one today. I just had so much stuff to do. I was just doing so many things today. And then I just realized, oh my God, it's seven o'clock and we need to do this podcast. Um, So yeah, no, for me, it's going to be a nap tomorrow because I am like, I'm going to go to sleep soon and then I'm going to nap tomorrow. (laughs) Like, oh, it's going to be so good. So good. I'm just going to chill on the couch, watch Netflix and just nap before I, I have that. to go back to work on Thursday. I don't love that. <laughs> I don't love that either. <laughs> <laughs> I love the naps. I hate the work. <laughs> nah, we're pretty lucky that we have jobs. Like, yeah. really. Yeah. But, Money, know, days off are but dope. Yeah. Days off a dope. Oh, so good. So good. Mm. Get to I'm jelly. Recharge. I can't nap. I just sleep. Mm. I just sleep for eight hours. Living in Spain was hard because t- siesta times, they, <laughs> that, was a, oh, that was a sleep. Dude, I, I've realized like last week I'm a true Spaniard because the only way I can have a productive day is if I have a siesta. <laughs> like it's like 1230 because like I wake up at like six o'clock, right? Yeah. And I'm yeah. like six o'clock, I start doing work like my yeah. personal work with my art and stuff. And then like I get to, you know, 1230, I'm like, oh, siesta time go to na- have a nap till like two o'clock and then I wake up at two and I just like because I'll eat something at like twelve thirty, and then after that I'll go to sleep yeah and then I'll be working till about 10 o'clock that night anyway so it's just like I just get so much more productive having a nap and I just go oh my god I need to like start working for myself because I need yeah. like me going to work with no siesta and then coming back home oh I don't do any work after work because I'm like, oh, I haven't had my <laughs> siesta for today. <laughs> yeah, nah, the last time I tried to like actively have a siesta, like I fall asleep on the train a lot. Oh, but me too. The last time I tried to actively have a siesta, I slept for a full six hours. Uh-uh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so siestas and I like, are not friends, like planned ones, they're not friends. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's awesome. All right, guys. Well, thanks for listening to us today. Um, mm-hmm. I hope you enjoyed the conversation. If you want to get in contact with us and tell us if anything in this episode has resonated to you, you can get in contact with us by um, emailing us at the uh, soznotsozpod at gmail.com. So that's S-O-Z-N-O-T-S-O-Z-P-O-D um, at gmail.com. And you or you can actually private message us or DM us on Instagram because Yasmin is very active on there. I do nothing with the Instagram. I am a laser bitch. I just make things I look am... pretty and that's it. 
the social media queen. She is the social media queen. But I understand some people are gotten confused because sometimes I answer and then sometimes you answer. <laughs> like sometimes I'll go into the messages. Like I would have responded to someone. I would have gotten like a notification saying we have a message and I'll come yeah. back to it like three hours later. I'm like, oh, where's the notification gone? And I look and you've responded after me or whatever. And I'm like, what the hell is going on? <laughs> the poor people on the other side are probably just like, who am I talking to? <laughs> I feel like there's like two very different personalities here. Um, are you, like, and they happening? can usually tell. You can, they can usually tell who the difference is because mine has a lot of swearing in it. <laughs> yeah, you're you're very straightforward, and I'm very like sugar coaty. <laughs> and I'm like fuck it, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Like one of our yeah. one of our family members is like, are you meant to like give a warning about you know swearing in your podcast? And I'm just like, nah, fuck it. I was like, <laughs> yes, it's like, like oh, oh my god, I didn't realize it was that bad. And so I was like, fuck it, mate. <laughs> <laughs> I said, we ain't, we ain't fucking professionals. <laughs> oh man, sorry, we've done the thing again where we've said goodbye and then. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks for listening, guys. And we'll see you in the next episode where we're going to talk about Yasma's research topic on COVID anxiety part two. Which is going to be on disenfranchised grief and loss of sense of self, which I think a lot of us can really Mm. relate to. Mm. Yeah. All right, guys. Have a good week. We love you. You do you. And um, don't bake banana bread if you don't bloody want to. Yeah. That's a tip. Yeah. Bye. Yeah. (laughs) Bye.